No, 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 no one. No one gives you fatties like Skippy and Fish. Show me the money. Let's, let's get it rolling. BetQL picking fatties. Hey, welcome back, BetQL picking fatties. Thanks for the listen. It is 4:45 p.m. That would be a happy hour show here on a Monday, April 3rd, 2023. Bish and Skip, DB producing in Jersey. Uh, Mr. Skippy Dippy Doo, how you doing? I have a cocktail. Do you have a cocktail? No, I got to pick up my wife tonight at midnight. Coming, so I don't wait. She, oh, she's coming in from Florida tonight? Yeah, and if I drink now. You oh, know, you'll be asleep. You'll be sleeping. Well, too I'll, I'll have trouble. I mean, I have to set an alarm and all the shenanigans anyway but yeah it wouldn't be great if i but db's coaching his first baseball game today oh good for him db let me know how you do bud is it jv varsity or is it travel league what is it i think no 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 i think it's his high school varsity but i don't i I didn't i did not confirm varsity or jv but either way i'll tell you what it's fun practices kind of suck because you know their practices are kind of boring games are awesome I love the competition. That's the reason I got back into it is because of the competition. I missed it from my girls playing travel and right. coaching travel for four years. I, I coached travel for about four years, and it was fun. Now, it was just weekends, and, you know, a lot of times we're traveling down to Virginia Beach or Roanoke or, you know, sometimes we went up to to Pennsylvania. But it was, for the most part, it was local, but it was fun. That's why coaching, I got back into it. Coaching's the best. I it really coaching. Is. And coaching. it's the best when the girls, well, because I'm coaching softball, when you see them really do well and they do what you're kind of teaching them in practice and it and they excel at it and they execute and you can see it in their faces, they're happy. They, they love it. I used to – now, I loved – I mean, I've not coached any girls' sports because it would have only been soccer and I, don't, I would have a hard time coaching girls. I'd get in trouble. But football – Yes, you would. Football, uh, well, I would just say stuff or who knows. I would, I just know how I am. But football was the football. There's not, There was nothing like a Saturday morning kickoff. It was just the best. Even though they were kids, but then they got older. You know, now they were real. Then it, then it got real, and we were still coaching. And we would just pummel. It was the, it was the practices were fine, but the games, there's, it's a weird feeling. It was a weird feeling for me before games. I would get so jacked. I mean, are they going to be able to play? Are they going to execute? Can they get the snap today, right? Because I did shotgun, you know, no huddle shotgun. It didn't matter what the weather was or who we were, or mm-hmm. if the other, if the defensive line was going to pummel our offensive line, didn't matter. We go right. shotgun and we roll it. We throw it. It's what we do. It was the best. Well, with our team, you know, we're seven or no, but we really haven't played a tough schedule yet. And then they're on spring break this week. The whole county is. So there's no practices or games. Next week, we play two kind of cupcakes but the following week on april 18th that's when it gets real because we play the number two ranked team in the state and they're fucking good and their pitchers legit and it's going to be interesting to see how our girls uh you know kind of react to her and she's got an unbelievable change up her change ups might might be one of the best in the in the region um and our girls kind of struggle with change ups because we haven't seen a lot of them so I'm kind of interested to see how they react to that. Now, I think our pitchers will be fine against their lineup. There are a bunch of country girls on this other team. But the pitcher is what worries me. But it'll be it'll be interesting. April 18th, that's the big one. Woodgrove High one. School. It's the big one. 
It's the biggie. Oh, by the way, we do a very depressing show. I don't know if you know that. We do a depressing show. <laughs> yeah, so I got a I got that. I saw in the middle of getting that, I had gotten that message because you and I don't even, I mean, there's no point in the on the Twitter thing anymore, but no. I mean DB runs Twitter it. Twitter is evil. How about that? Twitter is evil. <laughs> DB runs it. And um so some guy said the 12. The funny thing about it is he says the 12. I mean, it was such a little bitch the way he said it, though. Like, the first 12 minutes of the yeah, but like, pod. But just tell us it is. You say that, whoever you are, I could call him out his name. Maybe I will next show if I, if he if he, if he responds. I'll just call him out. But the little bitch part of him is he has well, to why did Hold on. Why did DB send that to you? I don't know. Just because he knows it's going to piss you off. I don't he know. He knows it's going to piss right, off. Right, but it's not because we're always going to talk life on this podcast. If until there is no more podcast, I'm never just going to do sports shows like everyone else does. The best part about in my the most fun for me is the first 8 to 10 12 minutes. And some, you know what? Just because we might one day I might we might do a whole show of just life and talk about might talk about kitties and and all kinds of stuff for 30 minutes. I don't give a fuck what people think. And the fact, the reason he was a little bitch is because he tagged, he tags the junk, you know, he tags the junkies and drab in the tweet. They don't even, first of all, they the don't junkies, care. The they junkies don't, don't care about our podcast. And drab didn't even know if we do this podcast had none of them care. And it wasn't depressed because we're talking about guns and real life stuff. How about this? Well, so I mean, look, the, one, the biggest story in the country was the Nashville school shooting. Of course, we're going to talk about it, especially as dads. You don't well, understand how angered I was after oh. that happened. Well, how about while I'm getting that text? This is true. This is a true story. I get that text. It was exact. The reason I know what time it was, and I actually drove the route again today because I wanted to see if the little kid was lying um, on what happened Saturday. I'm getting the text from DB, and it's 142. Okay. And I hear, and I'm literally sitting in the same chair that I'm in right now. I'm watching. What was I watching? Because your TV is right to the left of you right now. If you look over to the left, that's where your TV is, right? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And a little bit. And then to and the right, to the right is your your screened in, uh, your screened porch or, or not screened in porch, but your your uh, doors that lead out to the backyard. Correct. Right, right. there. Yeah. And the kitchen's to the far right. Correct. Right. I know your you house like it's back of my hand. You've got it, Toyota man. You understand. So. So the point is, so I get this and I hear this crazy boom. I mean, it sounded like a almost a bomb went up. What it really sounded like is a truck that was unloading vehicles and, and it went tragically wrong. So anyway, I hear the noise. I'm reading this text from DB and I'm like, what a jack off, whoever that guy was sending that. Like, it's not depressing. Anyway, I go to the window. I go actually I go back upstairs because I gotta feed the dragon, right? I gotta give him his gotta give him his veggies. I had no crickets that day. Gotta give him the veggies. Yeah, he's hungry. So I look I go up to the window and outside my house, a car had hit my neighbor's car, rolled up on the hood, pushed her car from the street up there up over the curb into their tree, into their yard. It was exactly 16 feet, eight inches because why? Because the cops came, the fire department came and the ambulance came. My road was shut off his car. The kid's car roll does a double rollover. It looked like an accident you see on the highway. 
Never have I seen an a accident. A double rollover? Yes, a double rollover. Oh, wow. Never have How many I people were in the car? Just him. He had just... So we find out today. So I actually, me and my other neighbor are first on the scene, drag him out. Glass everywhere. Mm-hmm. Transmission fluid leaking. I'm, I didn't know it at the time. Of course, I had to spring into action because I wasn't going to die in case it, the car was going to explode. But I don't know the deal with that, right? It's just stuff's leaking out. I don't know. So anyway, we dragged, we dragged the kid kids out. Find out he's just got his license 30 days ago, 40 days ago. Just got his license. Now, he said it was the son that caused the, which is obviously not the case, complete fraudulent. Well, it was the son and the speed. No, it wasn't the son because I drove just on my way home before we talked before that. I specifically drove the route because down the hill, because down that hill, at this time, there is no sun in your eyes. It was 142 exactly, and there is no sun. So that wasn't the case. The so point he was is, lying. He was just going to he, he was looking down at his phone. Right. He said he wasn't, but there's no chance. He, if you saw the way he hit the car, there's no. And that speed, you're talking about residential area going maybe 45 or even 50. Like you, yeah. you, don't, you don't hit a parked car. Oh, and by the way, the emergency brake was on on the parked car. The, her emergency brake was on. Mm-hmm. And drive it at 16 feet back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be. So I actually wanted to end it for him. I wanted to make his life better. Because right, you, you were so pissed off at him. Oh, he, what dude. if that was your grandkids out in the street? Or right. in I the mean, yard? had there had there been someone walking dog up the sidewalk? Right. Or, I mean, we have neighbors that have little kids and they were playing out uh, in their yard. Or. The dogs were out. My neighbor's dogs were out in their front. Some some th- animals or humans could have been killed by that kid. 16, he's 16 years old? Yeah, and, and state law in Colorado says, now he had just dropped his brother off apparently at a birthday party. Okay. And state law in Colorado says, if you're, when you get your license, I think the first six months, you can't, hmm. you can't have anyone under the age of 21 like you can't drive a 15 another 15 year old boy i don't right. i don't or a girl whatever you you're a 10 year old did. but he did. did so i so this gets better so i call the mom i'm like dude he's like i don't even know which way you were i was coming he's like i think i was coming from this way. the opposite way I'm like dude what do you mean you think what do you of course you were coming from this way and you were obviously speeding i'm like dude I, so if you walk outside of your front door was he coming right to left uh, no, if I walk outside my front door, he's left. Remember the hill we walked up when you were here? And yeah, you... yeah. So he was going left to right. Correct. Okay, I got you. So he was going up the hill. No, he's coming down the hill, down that hill. If you walk outside my house and go left, as you as you leave that, you go up the hill towards Woodman Road, towards Blodgett. He was okay. coming down Kittridge. Oh, okay. And coming around that, there's a little turn, but people fly around this turn. And the point is... So I call his mom and she, she's at the hospital. She was visiting a friend. I'm like, let me give you this address. How did you, how did you get the mom's number? I I pulled him out of the car, drug him to the sidewalk and said, all right, let's get to work. 911. What was his his reaction? Was he with it or was he hurt? No, he wasn't with it. He was a little bit dazed and bleeding a little, not much, but 
Uh-huh. You know, a little banged up, but didn't really know what. I said, of course, you weren't coming from that side. You were coming from this side. I said, hey, let me let's just do this. Ambulance, fire department, cops. They all get let, let's make the rounds. What's your mom's number? Boop gives me his mom's number. How I'm many calling. people were in, from your neighborhood? How many people were on the street at this point? Hundreds came out. It was like right. it was a it was a I, I even said to people, I'm like, dude, if anything really does happen, like arrests, people get arrested or other thing. I mean, it's it's a shit show. Yeah. So you call the mom. Call the mom. Um, I guarantee she's a fucking idiot. So she says, well, I I, I said, well, where are you? I said, let me, she goes, St. Francis, I'm visiting a friend. I said, so are you at the St. Francis downtown? Are you at the one on Woodman and Powers? Because there's two. So the one on Woodman and Powers is where I went every day when my dad was dying because I visit him every day. There's best silly food there. Depressing. It's a depressing show, but it is what it is. Of course it is. I don't care. But I I used to go there every day. So I said, where you? she goes, I'm at the one on Woodman. So I said, all right, let me just tell you how to get here. Oh, no, she said. No, I can't do that. You need to send me a pin. A pin? I said, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't even know what it, what, what Do you know what a pin is by sending stuff to pin? A pin? P-I-N? Pin. Or pen, whatever. Yeah, like a no, pin I, where you, a location pin or something. I don't no, know what the fuck. I have a, I think it's just for iPhones, but I could be wrong on that. Either way, I'm like, I, I don't, don't have an iPhone. Pin. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I mean either. And I said, <laughs> I said a pen. I said, the only pen I know is the one I write with. So I don't know what you're talking about. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give, send you the address. No, no, that's not. I, you need to send me a pin. I said, well, I'm not sending a pin. I don't, I don't know how to fucking send a pin. So goodbye. Click. Were you, were you getting frustrated with her? Yeah. I said, I don't know how to send a fucking pin. Goodbye. Click. Okay. And I'm okay. up on her. So right. I told the, I told the bonehead kid. You get this. Then one of my neighbors says, I know what a pen is and I know how to. Well, then you deal with her. So you call the mom, Josh, one of my neighbors. So he tries to send her a pen. Of course, it didn't work and, and that defeated the purpose. And then eventually, so she shows up, I don't know, 45 minutes later. The cops don't show up. And the kid's still up. there. He's still there. Just oh, sitting they're sitting on, there. Sitting now there. The, fire, the fire department ambulance, the streets closed. The cops say, look, it's going to be a minimum since there's no emergencies and we don't have any cops in the city anymore, almost, which I never see them anymore. I just didn't know it was this bad. They're going to, we're, it's going to be four to five hours till we get there. They showed up nine hours later at 1115 at night. The, my road was closed. I was crazy, dude. It's crazy. Well, hold on. So the, the kid sat there for seven or eight hours. Oh yeah. Yep. You're kidding me. No. He sat there. For, yes. What if he was hurt? Well, no, no, because the ambulance would have taken him if they they did all their stuff and then they determined. Uh, that he then was they left. Yeah, but he had to wait for the cops. Now, for me, short Holy of someone. Shit. What the fuck is going on in Colorado Springs? Well, that how about what, how about with the cops? So the cops are like, dude, we don't we we've the, so many of them have quit. And, you know, the shenanigans that go we could get. That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother story yeah, to get yeah. everyone all stirred the fuck up. Let's keep defunding them. Let's not have any cops, you fucking morons. Anyway. <laughs> God damn. So anyway, they're like, yeah, we, the cops were saying, they're like, yeah, we just, you know, it's the same people that get arrested. They get back out and they're all, I mean, it's like crazy that what's going on. And it's not just Colorado Springs. It's everywhere, but oh, here, it's everywhere. Of course. here. So, so anyway, 11, so I get a text from my neighbor. I just happened to be up cause I was waiting for my daughter. She's like, uh-huh. can you come, to, can you come talk to the cops? I'm like, no, just, I, 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 I no. Courtney can do it. My, my neighbor was there right before I was, and she did solve it. She did everything with me, so she can talk to him. But that was my Saturday. That went on for eight hours. The streets were blocked. It went well, on. Well, you had the- to have gone back into your house. So when you went back into your house, 
did the kid just sit there and wait for the? Oh cops? yeah, they just. Oh yeah, I would. Everyone was else was outside. I went in, started pouring cocktails, and watching the final four, and I was done with it. There's so nothing... his mom, because his mom couldn't take him home, she had to wait for the cops. Oh yes, he waited there with him for hours. They just and sat then, there, and then at, oh. I happened to get up at one forty. What was it? One forty-five or something? Because Bailey was out late, mm-hmm. and I heard her the garage opening. When I got up at one forty-five, the tow truck had just showed up to take the car. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, dude. The world we live in. Anyway, that's that was my Saturday. That's, that is nuts, man. But the, the point of the story is with these, and it's usually these, dude. These these young kids today, because of these goddamn phones, and these kids, and just the way the world is, like everyone's in a hurry. You can't be driving through residential areas, man, going, you know, you can, you need to chill. And it's, I well, mean, that kid we, should have his license. First of all, I can't believe in the state of Colorado, he's 16 and he's driving by himself. Right. He's got to well, have, I think, an, that's, I think that's illegal. It's probably illegal. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, you and I did that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, well, we drove. <laughs> what do you mean? I stole the AMC horn. The we AMC were driving horn. cars without licenses. Yeah. What do you mean? We would, I might've only been, we might've only been 14 when we went to the beach that day. We drove three hours across the bay. How did they yeah, let so us, how did they let us through the, well, we are, but how did we, how did they let us across the Bay bridge as young as we were? I mean, I can't remember. I'm just saying, That's what, a great what, were question. They, what were they thinking? I mean, we were only, we had to pay, we had to pay a toll. I don't know. Right. Maybe there was no toll at that point. I don't know. I'm some no pimply headed kid. You're next to me. There's no chance we looked like we were of age. And if we did, I, maybe we did. Oh. I don't know, but that's funny. Anyway, that was my weekend. Well, the fact that the fact that the mom doesn't know where he's driving, or maybe she did that. He's driving around at 16. He probably just got his license. He did. How about this? I found out today. I think he just got it end of February. They said so. It's only he's only yes. had it a month. Right, he's had it a month. Maybe it was course. too much. It wasn't longer. Than, he's only had it a couple months. Yeah. The little dumb fuck. He right. should have his license taken away for one full year. He can't drive, and he has oh. to go. You know what he has to do? He should go back to driving school, and go through the entire process again. Well, dude, you can't. But your you know, state's fucked up, so they probably won't let him. Well, we are a fucked up state, but you can't. You know, for people like especially kids, man, you did. You know, that's why I worry about like not so much my kids now because Bailey's the youngest and she's in her twenties. But you know the next round, like by the time the grandkids are driving or younger, like you know, like uh, some of my friends have, like my good friends, their daughters just getting ready to drive. You know, and it's like it's scary for it's they're like terrified. I'm like I get it, man. People. Well, I'm terrified of other people. I'm not necessarily terrified of my daughters driving because I think they're pretty good drivers. They they tend to go a little fast on the highways, but heavy foot, heavy yeah. foot. But Can't I'm also it. I'm also terrified of other people like trucks, big tractor trailers. Oh, they're everywhere, especially there where you live. I mean, that's just a mecca for big. Yeah, trucks. up and down Interstate 81. I mean, it's just, trucks are going 80, 80, 90 miles an hour, and they're going up and down hills, and they're cutting people off. It's it's un, it's unreal. So I. I can see where you're coming from. So, well, that's, well, that's our, story. that's our life part of our podcast. If you don't like that, then I wish I'd like to tell you to fuck off and don't listen. Thank you. Now let's pick yeah, up. So, tonight. Uh, the, yeah, but the, that idiot, whoever, whoever was complaining about the first 12 minutes of the last show. Um, if you know, Scott and I, we're going to talk about life, especially oh, if something, if, if something brutal happens and something yeah. depressing happens, like kids getting shot in schools, we're, we're parents. Yeah. Maybe that dipshit doesn't have kids. 
Um, I don't so, know anything about his life. I don't care yeah, I don't, about I don't, him. I don't care or about him either. But. I don't care about people that do say those things. And I don't care if people don't want to listen to my show. Then don't listen. You know, what, what can I tell you? Don't hey, don't listen, Richie's. If you right, we're not going to talk about the men's, we're not going to talk about the men's game. Let's talk about the women's Final Four and national championship. And I think that going back to Friday, the loss for South Carolina is specifically on Dawn Staley, the coach. Absolutely. Okay, the fact that she doesn't recruit kids who can shoot the three. All right, and by the way. I think women's basketball are – I think their players are better shooters than men's basketball. Look at some of the men's shooting percentages in this tournament as compared to the women. And if you can't go out, especially at South Carolina, and go out and get a couple of, you know, perimeter shooters, the fact that Caitlin Clark was sagging back to about halfway down the lane, she yeah. was 10 feet – she was 10 feet from the bucket. And those South Carolina guards were sitting out there. They could have taken 15-footers with ease, with no defense, not a hand in their face, and they wouldn't take the shots. That is on well, Dawn they, Staley. What, what, Dawn what, Staley, what, you lost that game because poor recruiting and poor X's and O's during the game against Iowa. Well, the thing where I think she lost it is for the recruiting is the recruiting. Okay, That is what it is. I'm more shocked that – from a halftime adjustment standpoint, she didn't say, guys, guards, you have three full dribbles you can take in the lane to start taking damn near elbow jumpers, right? All around that little perimeter there. Start doing That's what that. I'm saying. Yeah, start doing that. Yeah. But she didn't adjust. And they at wouldn't all. do it. No, they wouldn't do right. it. Right. Nope. She wouldn't tell her girls. Maybe she did and they just didn't listen, but I, I don't believe that. There's no, they would run the offense from outside the three point line. And Caitlin Clark was 15 feet away from them. She was not guarding them. And they're still running the offense. Now, throwing it to the wing, dipping it down to the yeah, box, kicking crazy. it back out. They would look, they wouldn't shoot it. Now, eventually that one girl started to shoot it and hit a couple, but that's where they lost the game. They did, they lost the game. Now, your boy for VTech, he did a very poor job as well from this Kenny standpoint. Brooks. Kenny yeah. Brooks. He seems like a very nice coach. Like he's yeah. very mild mannered and cool, but his strategy sucks the big one. And I'll tell you why. What well, does? I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Not one time did, and I don't know why coaches don't do. I mean, none of them do what I'm about to say. It's crazy to me. So Virginia Tech, as they're losing the lead, the fourth quarter lead, they were up 12. Yep. They're losing the lead. First of all, he waited too long to call the timeout, the first timeout. He waited too long. The momentum, I mean, it was just I like agree. a steamroll. But okay. Yep. I'm going to say to my girls, though, after the second timeout, guys, here's what we're going to do. We have no we have no team fouls on us right now. Mm -hmm. Go make three team fouls real quick. Not shooting fouls. Just tap them, foul them, grab them, whatever you need to do so that we can have a strategy here near the end. Do you know that he didn't get – do you know Virginia Tech did not get into the bonus – to foul so Virginia until there was 27 seconds left. I've never seen that in a game where you can't you can't come back and win without getting a poor and by the way, LSU, not a very good free throw shooting team. And he did not, I right. would have started foul. I would have had them at the line at that point with two minutes, hundred percent. And I'm going to take my chances and say this is to go to the national championship. I've got to figure out a way to lengthen this game 
and get myself some possessions. And not only did he not do it, they didn't even have their first team foul. And I mean, it was, I couldn't, I was looking at the TV. I could not believe what I was watching from your boy in that team. I just couldn't believe it. Well, that was, that's a very good point. And, but the other thing is they, in the fourth quarter, they literally could not run a play without turning the ball over. It's crazy. Oh, oh, no. Every time, every time, every time. Every time. Yeah. They got their, their confidence was so, so shot. Even Georgia Moore, uh, King came down, trailer, all of them. They would come oh. down and they would just turn the ball over. They turned the ball over 18 times. 18. Wow. Yep. Um, and then and Georgia Moore, who's their best three-point shooter, was four for 15 from threes. And, you know, they just had no shot. So, yeah, that was a bad loss, man. You blow a 12-point lead. But I will say this. A 12-point lead in women's hoops, and I, and I watched a lot of women's hoops this year because Virginia Tech was so good. A 12-point lead, the it's way that they like play nothing. up and down, it's like, it's like a four-point lead in men's hoops. It is. You're um, right. And you saw that, obviously, in the in the national championship. There was just, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I thought I thought the, the strategy that you said that Iowa used against South Carolina, in many ways, is it worked so well against South Carolina that she tried it again against LSU to a point where they were sagging. And it absolutely killed them because now the reality is this, say what you want about LSU. They scored a hundred points. I don't like LSU because I don't like the way some of their players acted. Now in all fairness, Caitlin Clark does run her yap too. So I guess I can't be too upset about it, but the bottom line is um, you got to give LSU credit where credit's due as far as Reese and the other girls, they just dominate. I mean, Iowa just isn't a big team, but I thought that, you know, obviously when the one girl, I don't remember her name, the one with the orange hair or whatever. Carson. Yeah, Carson. Carson, Yeah. She averages five points a game. She scores 21 in the first half. She throws one off the backboard with three seconds. That's the game. I mean, if she just has a normal first half of three points or no points or two points, it's a completely different game. But they, Iowa, and I thought Caitlin Clark looked almost, I don't want to say intimidated at many but definitely out of sorts. I don't. I, I kind of feel like the refs got her out of sorts. She went at one point when they were even when they were still in the game. I think six or seven possessions. She wasn't. She wasn't nearly aggressive in that game as she was in the previous two. The South Carolina. Yeah. Well, I'll say this about Clark. Look, she's the best shooter, arguably the best player. I'll give her that. But she turns the ball over too many times. She turned the ball over nine times in the South Carolina game. Didn't shoot the ball very well, by the way. If you look at the numbers. uh, Now, she hit some big threes and some deep threes, but she turned the ball over a ton. Didn't have a great shooting night. Now, against LSU, she hit eight threes. But six turnovers? Well, she tries to make, and it's again, it's not going to work against the South Carolinas, the LSUs, because they're just long and athletic. athletic, In the women's game, they're long and athletic. Like, I don't know if you watched a few times in that game where the Iowa players would go for a rebound. It looked like they were in quicksand compared to the quickness of of Reese's. Reese is a very, she's going to be a great WNBA player. She really is. You know, she's a Maryland girl. She's a Maryland girl, and she and she's a little unorthodox. Like when you see some of the way she goes about it, but God, she's she's fucking. She's money. really good, yeah. And and so I just think that the length and the athletic ability of LSU and topple, you know, compound that with the fact that they have not been a. I mean, they only average making four or five threes a game. 
I think they made nine or 10 in the first half alone. Now in the second half, I think they only made one and it was late, but still you double your output from the three point line. That was kind of the difference in the game. So that's that. Well, and well, that's why LSU uh, beat Virginia tech and beat Iowa. They're just, they were deeper and they were more athletic and longer and and over 40 minutes. Okay. You might beat them for 30 or 35 minutes, but over 40 minutes, and the young point guard, the sh- the sh- shorter the 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 for, shorter for who for LSU, she made some cl- down the stretch. She was making oh, some. Key um, I don't know if that was Poole or Morris. Yeah. No, I think Morris. it might be more. It might be yeah. Morris. She's she ca- she's cash money, and she she's will good. be. She's you know a great. She played, she played for four teams, so she's got a little bit of an attitude problem apparently. But she played for. How about this? This is crazy. Alexis Morris is the girl. She's 5'6". She's from Beaumont, Texas, right? She's a fucking baller. She's a baller. Fuck yeah. She's a great player. She she started out at Baylor where um, Kim Mulkey was. Now she's Correct. at LSU, so that That's was her right. coach. Yep. She had an attitude problem. Kim Mulkey said, you're out. She went to Rutgers. She goes to Rutgers, had an attitude problem. The Rutgers coach says, you're out. She goes to Texas A&M the next year. And then she says, all right, I got nowhere else to go. Kim Mulkey says, all right. If you come here to LSU, you're going to be here for one day. And if you're not a different person, you're out again. So she came to LSU and she stayed there for two years. So she went to Baylor, Rutgers, Texas A&M, LSU in four different years. Look about that. Kudos to her. She obviously made some changes. Now she's a scratch. She's more more mature now. Yeah. She made, she's a baller and she caused Caitlin Clark a lot of problems. Now she did. Yeah. Transitioning before we wrap it to two things, your thoughts before we wrap it. We got a lot to talk about. Okay. Well then we keep, we keep going. We keep rolling it. What about, well, let's talk about the the game tonight. Okay. It's the men's game. You know, my thoughts, here's my thought on it. Mm -hmm. Miami was nine for 36 in the first half against UConn. You say, damn nine for 36. I think they had nine or 10, which is why they got up so many shots. Offensive rebounds. If this is my thought on this game, if because I just think UConn's just bigger, although San Diego State's big, but UConn's just longer. They're just better shooters. And one of the trends, so it's going to go one of two ways, and we'll see if I'm right. I'm going to be right on one of these two, I think. If I'm I'm going to be shocked if neither one of these. So if so San Diego State's had a little bit of a pattern, right? They're down 14 to Florida Atlantic, come back, down nine to Bama in the second half, seven or nine. Second half, too, by the way, eight, nine minutes left, down seven to Bama, number one seed, come back. Down double digits mm-hmm. or close to it to Creighton. Now, that was more of a first-half situation, but still, they tend to fall behind. Now, I feel like it's going to be hard because if you think about UConn on the flip side of that, they've done the same thing every game. Average first half, although they pulled away at the end of the first half, it was 27-21 in the UConn-Miami game with about – one minute and 48 seconds or two minutes and 12 seconds, whatever. And UConn goes on a 10, nothing run hits two threes, hits that three to end the half. Next thing you know, it goes from six to 13. UConn absolutely blitzkrieg Iona in the second half blitzkrieg St. Mary's in the second half kind of hammered Arkansas, but even stretched that out from 16 to 30 in the second half. And we know what they did against Gonzaga. They were up by eight at halftime. Didn't play great. 39, 31. And within five minutes of the second half, they're up by 28 or 12, right. you know, with 13 minutes. That's their pattern that they do. They did it against Miami. They went from 13 to 16 to 18 in that game. Now, Miami went on a couple runs, but I think when you get down so much to such a good team, it's so hard to 
you can cut it, but to actually climb the mountain and then win on the flip side, if Connecticut gives up a bunch, cause that's what San Diego state does. Well, the offensive rebounds, that's the only shot I feel like San Diego state has is if they win, which again, calling card for UConn is not just defense, but they're a great rebounding team. So yeah. what are your thoughts? Those that's well, I think you're right. I think you nailed a bunch of points. I, I, I just think that um, San Diego State, first of all, UConn has to sh- shoot poorly. They can't shoot, you know, if they shoot 43, 44 or higher percent, I don't think that San Diego State has a shot. I think that UConn has to shoot low 40s or high 30s and they just have to have an off night because they just, they don't have the, the, um, the offensive firepower to keep up. And I think San Diego State, uh, I, I think San Diego State can match up lengthwise and toughness-wise and strength-wise, but they just don't have the offensive firepower, so they can't score as quickly. And they they definitely don't have the three-point shooters. That I mean, I know Matt Bradley went nuts in the Florida Atlantic game. He had a, he had a great game. But overall, their depth of three-point shooters isn't as good as UConn's. So I think that San Diego State can win the game, but UConn has to have a really poor shooting night but Sonogo is so tough down low, man. He's just going to make shit happen and create problems. And Jordan Hawkins and you know Jackson and Tristan Newton, those kids are going to be able to shoot the ball. I don't know if I would lay the seven and a half, but I just think UConn's going to win the game, um, which will be very interesting, by the way, because if you look at the last sixteen years in the national championship, this is very interesting to me. The last sixteen years. Only two of those years have you had a seed of of higher than two win. Are you following me? Yeah. Okay. In those two years, who won it? So UConn. Right. Exactly. Yep. So UConn was a three seed back when um, I guess that was back when Emeka Okafor was there. So they won one with Rip Hamilton in '99. Okafor, which was a few years later, maybe that was 04. And then what about 20? Wasn't it 20 with uh, Kemba Walker? He just went nuts for 11 games in the Big East. He was, and then, they were a seven. They were seven seed, exactly. Year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, so in the last 16 years, only twice has the winner been higher than a three. And UConn. Both years. Both years, UConn. Was UConn. Yeah. And, and, and now, they're, now they're a four, and they're going for their fifth national championship, and they're, you know, they could possibly win it again higher than a three seed. That was the worst game of all time that I watched when it, I think it was it Butler UConn when Kemba Walker did they would they was that Butler? That was a bad game uh, dude, to watch. It yeah, was, that was yes. It was like a fifty. I mean, I want to think it was a fifty something to forty something. It was. I think brutal. it was fifty. Yeah, fifty eight, fifty four, or something, something. crazy. It was tough to watch. Now I will say this: you might see something like that tonight with San Diego State. You know, you might. Yeah. The one thing you've seen with these teams now. Kudos to both those two teams, for sure. Florida Atlantic, they—I mean—they came out and they rolled it early, and so did then San Diego State made their run, and then that was not like a boring game to watch. If you, from the standpoint of they were able to shoot it. Now Connecticut, sometimes I gotta believe Hawkins is going to be feeling a lot better today than he was Saturday. You could there was a saint, there was a, a time during that game he was shooting free throws and they put the camera on him. He looked, he looked like, poopy. He looked beyond poopy. He looked like you felt 
when you said you had too much to drink on that wedding weekend, that Friday, yeah. that's was that's what his eyes looked like. Now he made the free throws, but he did not look good. So he's going to feel better today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you know, you say this in these championship games, you never know. But the shooting, like you said, the shooting percentages in a lot of these games, like when you look at what Miami did, I mean, as well as they've played all year, but you've been saying it from the jump. And I just think you're right. Connecticut puts so much pressure on you when you get to the hole, you actually think you even can grasp it. You know, they don't even get it up to the backboard or the rim. It just gets swatted. I mean, it happened 10 times the other night. They just, and I don't know. I think, I think it puts so much pressure on you to where even when you are open and you have a shot, you rush it and you don't make it. That's what I think happens. So, well, well, with UConn, you have legitimately three, maybe four legit three-point threats because Caravan can shoot it. Obviously, Hawkins can shoot it. Tristan Newton can shoot it. Even Sonogo can step out and shoot it a little bit. Um, And then the kid off the bench, uh, Aline or whatever, he comes out. Now, he didn't shoot very well in that Miami game, but he can shoot it. But I I think that – I just think UConn's got too much firepower, too deep, and they're tough. And they, they kind of represent what their coach is all about because Danny Hurley is a tough New He's Jersey a, kid. Dude, he would be a great coach to play for, I think. Just a great coach because yeah. you know, he comes from the lineage with his pops, right? And his story is, you know, he coached he coached with his dad and then he went to St. Benedict's to coach high school, right? Right. He went to, And right. then he grinded it out at Rhode Island. Everyone's like, That's, you know, Rhode Island, what do they think and hire him? He takes him to two NCAA tournaments. When's the last? Rhode Island hadn't been back since, I don't think, since he left. Maybe they have once, but I don't think so. But then he then he goes to UConn, a program that was kind of, if you think about it, UConn, think about this for a second. UConn has been, this is their fifth national championship game. Yeah. Think about that. You know, when you think of the Blue Bloods, and you, you never hear UConn as a Blue Blood, name another program that's been to more national championships since UConn went to their first in, what was that, 99, 98? 99. 99. Yep. Okay. So who's been to more five of them since 99 was maybe Duke, Duke hasn't right. I don't think so. No way. Carol. I don't know if anyone has. Um, I mean, that's five out of 23. Kansas me. Uh, no, maybe not Kansas. Well, that's maybe. what I'm saying. The point is they're right there with the rest of them. That program was left for dead after Calhoun. No, I think Calhoun. you're probably right. I think UConn has probably been to more, national championship games in that span than anybody else. Yeah. I'm, or, or as many, and you never, I mean, or as many, right. I mean, I'm, you never I, think I of it. Wrong. You don't think of that though. When we talk college hoops, you never say, Oh dude, you can it's because when Calhoun left, they were, like I said, they were kind of left for dead when Calhoun left. Right. It was kind of like, eh, you know, it's where you just go there and it ain't going to be great. Cause it's not they, like you, but they brought in Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie right. came in and won. He did. Yeah. He, he turned him around. And then but, Kevin Ollie wins, and now fucking Danny Hurley's winning. It's unbelievable. And it's funny because, god darn, I wouldn't want to live there if you paid me. No, I would never live in Connecticut. Ever. I mean, it's so goddamn cold there. Anyway. I've never been to stores, but apparently stores is just, I mean, it's a kind of a college town, I guess, but it's just cold and dreary and snowy, and god, I could never fucking live there. I have enough trouble with the weather here, much less if I'm up, up in a place like that. I'm, I'd probably just go jump. I'd probably just end up taking a trip up to Maine and walking off a dock, and that would be that. That would be you done, know, yeah. Maybe I'd get a good lobster before I did it and then 
then, then lobster just, mac and cheese, lobster mac and cheese. And then I would just walk off the dock and say, peace and, and call jaws and say, jaws, come get me and be out. Fuck it. See, that's, that's us being depressing again. So <laughs> can we talk about the masters, which is, this yeah. is an exciting week. If you're a golf fan, yeah, you're a golfer. I'm a golfer. We like to watch I'm a golf. poopy golfer now, which is devastating to me, but I'm, yes, I'm going to play tomorrow and Wednesday. Cause we're going to get 80 degrees the next two days. Here. Hey, I'm playing, I'm playing Friday at Landy's club. I can't believe it's made my entire week worth being worth excited and living. It's just been, it's just makes my one, one sixteen tea time on Friday. It's going to be beautiful. Love it. And then you'll have some cocktails afterwards. Yeah. Bailey's Bailey waits tables at the country club. So I'll go let her oh, wait sweet. on us. Oh, uh, give her a nice tip. Anyway, um, this Masters is obviously very interesting because it's the first Masters with the Live Tour players playing with the PGA Tour players. And, I, you know, I think the media makes a little too much of it. I don't think there's as much friction as there maybe the media hypes it up. Uh, I know Rory was very bitter when it first started, but I think it's fine. The players all get along. But it'll be interesting to see how CBS covers the live tour players as opposed to the PGA tour players. And then if, if some of the live tour players really play well, Cam Smith is one of two players the last three years to finish in the top 10. Cam Smith did it. And, and Corey Connors, who just won at the Valero down in Texas, those two players are the only two players in the last three years to finish in the top 10, all three years at Augusta. And, you know, Cam Smith is a baller. Kepka just won the live tour event. This past week in Orlando, so he's obviously playing well. DJ will be there, um, you know, and pa- you know Patrick Reed. But then you have to couple that with the fact that Rory has been playing very well. Scheffler has been playing very well. You can't count out guys like John Rahm and Spieth and Cantley. I think this is going to be a Max Homa. This is going to be a great Masters. Tiger's playing, but he won't even make the cut. I don't think. Um, it's funny because Tiger Woods is usually front and center when it comes to the Masters. He's the biggest story. But now, no one even talks about him. It's all about the live golfers coming back to play. Well, dude, Masters. when do you keep? When do you keep? I mean, it, listen. Yeah. It happens in every. It happens to Brady, right? It happened to Brady. It happened to Michael Jordan. There's that. Eventually, point. you got to call it quits. Yeah. There's, and I don't know that in golf you need to call. It's a different dynamic because it's not about because you're playing against yourself. So it's not like you're competing. I mean, you are competing against other people, but in football, it's different. Obviously in basketball, you need to be in golf. It is what it is, but it's over for tiger. It's over what of he course. did a few years ago. The magic was the last one ever that he's going to win because physically it's not even about his talent anymore for the most part, although it's, that's probably, you know, obviously that takes a hit too, but physically his body has been beat to shit. And yes, in golf, golf, people think, oh, go- golf is a brutal, like for those guys, the twisting and the torquing. I mean, you got to, and I know, you know, a lot, it, dude, it's, you, you yeah. can't, and you, when you get into your mid forties and your body's beat to shit, you're not going to compete with pros. Now you go play Tiger Woods goes to Landy's country club and plays. I mean, he just, you know, he, he eats the course up and he lights the world on fire and he's the greatest ever. But when you go have to go play against the best in the world and you're beat to shit physically, and and mentally to a point, I mean, because it it's hard enough when you're in pain to go function in golf or whatever. So yeah, he's well, he's finished. He's not a story. I he's just out. think it's going to be 
Yeah, he might be a little side story, but I think it's going to be a great tournament to watch, which starts Thursday. The weather might be a little dicey down there. I was looking at the Always weather. is. And Friday and Saturday might be um, some heavy rain, but we'll see. Hopefully it's see, not. See, that'll squash it, and then that'll – and I don't like when that happens because they shove it in, and they and they and and people just get – I feel like – I feel like it's a disadvantage to the players because they have to play more certain days. They have to, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's great, but it is what it is. So they have to yeah. deal with it. All right. Um, your play on to uh, tonight's national championship game. Well, I have to, you know, again, UConn in this tournament is five and zero against the spread. If you just started the tournament, because the, the, when the tournament started, you and I, people asked me, and who do you, who's your, I said, UConn, right? Remember we talked about it. UConn, yep. UConn, UConn. And yep. and if you just played them in every game this year, you're five and zero against the spread, and you haven't really even sweat any of the games. And right. San Diego State is four, conversely is four and one ATS against you know four and one against the spread. So something's going to give tonight. I I feel like you have to. St- I just feel like UConn is going to get them now. Maybe San Diego State covers, but. Or maybe they win. I don't know. But I, I'd have to go with UConn and lay the seven and a hook. I think they're good. If you ask me, I think it's going to be a 12 to 15 point game. That's how I think it's going to end up. Wow. That'll be a terrible game. By the way, it's tips at 920 on the East Coast. It's I will so not, late. It's I so won't late. see one play live. I might, no. I'll DVR it and watch it in the morning. It's um, late. It's late here because, I mean, even out here, it doesn't end. Now, normally, I'd probably be in bed watching the end of it, but. I got to pick up my wife, so I might be up. But, and yeah, we were talking about this before the show. Why don't they fucking move the national championship yes, game yes. to Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, late yes. afternoon, 6 o'clock, whatever, instead of playing it at 9.20 on a Monday night where, hello, it's the start of the work week for the entire East Coast. You got a UConn team from the East Coast playing. I mean, it's bullshit. Why do they play the game so fucking late? Move it to the weekend. I mean, you could very, very easy. Now, again, they don't. It's just like why, do, you know, these sports they in their traditions, they take so long. But if you just moved everything a day, like the women's final four, you move to Thursday, championship game Saturday. Men's final four, Friday night, which is a great night to have a, a final four if you think about great. it. Great, right. People are out at bars. Everyone and their mother is watching both those games. And mm-hmm. – and then you have the championship on Sunday. Say it tips at 5.09 Eastern. Well, so it's 5.09. Everyone on the East Coast is eating dinner, watching the game, can watch the end of it, go to bed. Everyone on the West Coast, it's the middle of their day. If they choose to watch it, great. I mean, Sunday afternoon, it's the best. I have no idea why they don't do it. Yeah. But well, they don't. Well, so we're done. I'll have to watch it. I'll watch it on DVR in the morning. Um, that'll be fun. Get up at 3.15 and watch the – We're done ski today. We're done ski today. So hopefully we didn't depress anyone. And in all honesty, I was kind of – I was almost fucked like the one dude. I could care less. I, I, I was just fucking with him from the standpoint of – I don't know who he is from Adam. But if people think that we shouldn't do our show a certain way, they can obviously not listen. But I don't really care what him or any, you know that guy or anyone else thinks. I don't care if he listens – Every day, or if he doesn't listen ever, I don't really give a fuck about him. I really don't. Because you know how much money I get paid for this pot? Two million, two million dollars. Yeah. All right. So I'm out. Um, you like the you like UConn? You'll lay the points. I'm going to do one baseball play. I'm going to take the Braves in St. Louis tonight. You love the Braves. Braves are Braves are your go-to team and have been now for this is the second year. 
Yeah, really well, the lineup is just so good. Now, Charlie Morton's pitching, and I don't love him because he throws about 80. Chuck, you don't love Chuckles? Yeah, I mean, he's fine, but um, he's, he's pitching against John Woodford tonight for, for St. Louis. But Have you, hey, have you, ever, have you ever seen the movie Fargo? The movie, not the yes. show, but the actual movie? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you know it was love, a true I love that game. That, mo- that, I love movie. That, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know it was a true story, though? Isn't that crazy? All of it was it's true. Wood chipper. It's a true story, or is it based off of true events? That's a little different. Uh, I find say, it hard to believe that it was one hundred percent true. Well, they changed the names of the people, but the events they said are completely true. Really? So yeah, so a guy gets and has some issues, and it happened in nineteen eighty-seven or something. Guy has some issues. So the guy who was working at the um, the used car lot, yeah, he had some he had some issues, and his father-in-law was a millionaire, and then and then all that stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, let me kidnap well, my wife and get some chips. Well, that means next time I watch it, I got to really pay attention because. Well, I I never knew I it either. Love that movie. The credits say. They changed the names out of respect for the dead, but out oh, of okay. respect, out of respect for the living, the events were true or whatever it says. And it's little, you know, the, the two Cohen brothers did the movie. So, you know, they're a little off, but yeah, apparently yeah. Joel, Joel and Ethan Cohen, I know, they're money. but that's no a great country movie. for old men. All right. We're out of so here. How about we're... this? So how about this show? We did 40, we've done 49 minutes. When's the last that's... time we did 40 minutes? I don't think we ever have, but that's fine. And we'll eat up everyone's. All right, we'll be back sometime this week to preview next weekend's action. Well, obviously, we've got to talk about Masters, but so maybe we'll do something on Thursday. Yeah, we'll do something Thursday. So for Skippy Dippy Doo here and for the Bish Man, we're out. We'll be back Thursday. Good luck tonight. Listen if you want. Download, subscribe, follow us at Picking Fatties. Tweet some of those things and 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 say mean things so I can call you out when when I do here because I like to curse people out when I can. And we will see you back on Thursday. What's up? It's Skippy. You've been listening to BetQL Picking Fatties. If you like what you hear from Bish and myself, make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Leave a rating and you want to keep coming back every day because we have new episodes being released seven days a week and we're giving out fatties. 